The Bible Study Podcast, episode 371. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 30. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This week, we're going to look at Psalm 30. Psalm 30 is, as far as we know, not a psalm of David. And yet it is a psalm for during the time of Solomon when they dedicate the Temple of David. Now, it's interesting that they call it the Temple of David because, of course, David doesn't build the temple. Solomon builds the temple because David is told when he prays to God that you have too much blood on your hands. You have spent your time as a warrior. You have spent your time defeating the enemies of Israel, expanding the borders of Israel. We're going to wait for your son to build the temple. So David arranges for the supplies and arranges for the building of the temple, but it is his son who will build it. And one wonders if a psalm like this was left as part of the preparation or if it was written in the time of Solomon. But it goes like this. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. As we start this psalm, we are looking at a psalmist who is thankful for the mercy of God, someone who found themselves in trouble, who found themselves in whatever the depths were, and the depths for us might be depression, the depths might be our circumstances. Certainly when I teach at Juvenile Hall, when when I think of the depths there, I think of the situation where they have got themselves into, and The psalmist finds himself in that sort of thing, in the depths. But he says, God did not leave me there. We worship a God who loves us as we are today without changing one thing, but loves us too much to leave us as we are today without changing one thing. We worship a God who will reach down into the depths, reach down into our circumstances, into our situation, and pull us out. And the psalmist says, I called for you, I called to you for help, and you healed me. You brought me up from the realm of the dead. I think of the friends who have just heard that they now need a second round of chemo because the first round didn't work or the relative who is looking at the fourth round who is facing the realm of the dead and the psalmist says you lord found me there but you didn't leave me there you spared me from going down to the pit sing the praises of the lord you his faithful people praise his holy name for his anger lasts for a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I have two wonderful children. I have sometimes called them perfect children, and I mean perfect in the sense of what children are, not that they never made me angry. But I think of my anger as I go to understand the anger of God. There are times that my children made me angry, and it usually was when they did something that put themselves in danger or when they did something particularly foolish. And I think that God looks at us that way. How did you choose to do that? At what point did you think that was a good idea? 
and he can be angry with us and frustrated with us because he loves us so much that it has to hurt him to see the decisions we make sometimes. But it says his anger lasts only a moment, his favor a lifetime. Weeping stays for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. This is a psalmist who has angered God and been forgiven. This is a psalmist who has mourned, but been comforted. He goes on, When I feel secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. And the psalmist is looking back on the time when he failed God, looking back on a time when he sinned. And the cry to God was, Lord, how much more you can be glorified if I am saved, if I survive. It's a wonderful bargain with God. I don't know that it will always work. I wouldn't suggest going into something with this as your exit strategy. But if you find yourself in the pit, if you find yourself in the dungeon, if you find yourself in the depths, certainly feel free to call out as the psalmist did, saying, Lord, I need mercy. And wouldn't it be better if you gave me mercy so that I can praise you as a merciful God. It worked for the psalmist, at least. Did you notice he talks about how wonderful it was when the Lord favored me, but when you hid your face, I was dismayed. The psalmist was taken aback because God had turned his favor from him. God had turned his face from him. I think that he didn't realize that God maybe cared so much about what he did there. I think he hadn't thought through what that would mean to a loving father. And so he was dismayed to see that God had turned his face from him, that God disapproved of what he had done. And so he called to God for mercy. Remember, this is all in the context of the building of the temple, but that was part of the building of the temple. This is the place where the sacrifices for atonement will happen. This is the place where we are told if you have committed a sin, come to the temple. Basically, come to God, run to God to be forgiven, to be, to have atonement made. Don't run from God when you sin. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Then my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. This is the prayer of someone who was forgiven. This is the prayer of someone who received mercy. How more so should we treat those who need our mercy, who need our forgiveness? We also have the ability to turn wailing into dancing. We have the ability to turn broken relationships into joy and are called also not just to be those who are forgiven, those who have received mercy, but to be those who show mercy, to be those who are graceful. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. My prayer for you this week is that you will know the love and mercy of God and that it will guide your actions, especially 
as you deal with those who need yours. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. What happens when a writer and former history teacher goes toe-to-toe with his best friend, a nationally touring stand-up comedian? Total carnage, that's what. Two men enter, and two men leave, because that's how it works. (laughs) Actually, you get hilarious, real, and insightful conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. Join me, comedian Johnny W., and my pal, author and speaker John Driver for Talk About That at LifeAudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.